0: What's up, Radical community? It is January 2024, and we are kicking off the new year with a contest and giveaway. This month, we are going to be giving away a book by Lisa Turkhurst called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And the reason that we are doing this book giveaway is because we are planning a workshop for you all that is going to dive into all of the rich insights that Lisa provides to us in her book. And so a couple of things that you need to do to have the opportunity to be blessed with this free book is the first thing that you want to do is leave a review. So you, wherever you're listening to this podcast, head over, leave a review, tell us something that you love about the podcast. And then once you do that, you want to screenshot that and you want to post it in two places. You want to post it to your social media account. If you have one, And tag us at A Radical Relationship. And then you want to come into our Facebook group, Radical Christian Community, and you want to post it there as well. Every review posted is an entry into our book giveaway. So you can write as many reviews as you like. You can post that as many times as you like. And every review that is on our radar is going to count for a separate entry for you all. So get to reviewing for the chance to win, get to screenshotting and getting that onto socials and into the Facebook group. And at the end of the month, we're going to see who the lucky winner is. What's up, Radical community, and welcome back to another episode here on the podcast We are still in our series where we are exploring the book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst. And this week we are diving into chapter three that helps us answer the question, is this even survivable? So we're gonna be talking about ways that forgiveness is complicated. We're gonna be talking about the impact of unresolved pain triggers we're going to be talking about how we may cope and deal with our pain and we're going to be looking at a couple of different scriptures that give us specific instructions around how to care for our hearts and then hope for how God can heal our hearts and then touching a little bit on the role of perspective in all of this so if any of that sounds like something that you could use some information you could dive into then you want to stick around Are you feeling like it's finally time to break free from trauma and the drama of a past relationship? Do you find yourself searching for scriptures and sermons for ways to heal from past pain and forgive those who gave it? Are you hoping that someday you'll finally have the clarity you need to move on with your life? Well, you have found the right place. In this podcast, you're going to find clarity, sis, you're going to gain confidence, you're going to find new strength. And that's all going to be done through scripture, tips, resources, and coaching so that you can start to live a more fulfilling life. Grab your journal, sis. Let's get to work. All right, friends, before we dive into today's content for the episode, a couple of reminders of things that we have going on in the community. It is not too late to sign up for our small groups. Those are kicking off this week and next week. So if you're interested in diving into the topic of healthier relationships, I encourage you to join my small group. If you're interested in diving into the topic of biblical obedience, I encourage you to hop into Jaslyn's small group and let's start doing the hard work, all right? And then we also have an upcoming workshop for uh, this book that we ex- are exploring, forgiving What You Can't Forget, this might be the last week that you have the opportunity to uh, sign up, actually, because I am going to be releasing the date of that very soon, and it's going to be quickly approaching. And so if you have not already hopped on uh, the email list specifically for this workshop, you wanna go ahead and do that. And you can uh, click the link in the description of this episode to get to that. Or if you're following on social media, we also have um, links in our bio as well. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So today we are exploring chapter three. And again, it's entitled Is this even survivable, (laughs) which is like, man, this is good. So as I look down at my notes here, one of the first things that I wrote down, excuse me, uh, as she opened up the chapter was that she talked about how complicated forgiveness can be. And when I think about complicated, the kind of imagery that comes to mind is if you were to take a pen or pencil to paper and just start like drawing lines all over it without um, ever letting the pen leave the paper, right? So this one line is connected, but you're kind of going all around the paper, never letting the ball of the pen or pencil up off the paper. And you end up with this is one line, right? But it's not a straight line. It's going kind of everywhere over the paper as you allow your wrist to flick and turn. And that's what I think about when I think about the word complicated. If you're anything like me, (laughs) you like things to be black and white, straight to the point, (laughs) tell me what needs to be done. And I will do it. Let's knock this out. Right. But forgiveness isn't that (laughs) forgiveness is a journey. Forgiveness is a process. You can make significant progress along this journey and then feel like you take, you know, five steps back the emotions are all over the place and and have you wondering if you've truly forgiven. You can feel like you've been over something for a while and then a trigger happens that you feel like sets you back. This is truly um, a journey with the Lord and it's it's one of those things where like no two journeys are going to look exactly the same because there's so many different variables that impact you on the journey. Um, the The person who you're having to forgive may look different from someone else. The offense may look different from someone else. Past experiences that are, not, that are informing why this hurts so bad may be different. Um, than someone else's. Your history with this person is going to be another one of those variables where you are in your relationship with God. That's going to be another variable. How much you're leaning into forgiveness, that's going to be another variable. So you can't like just write a script for steps one through five to forgiveness. Now, of course, there are always going to be best practices, right? Like, things that you can you can do as you take a look at other people's process to be like okay that's wise that's something that I can emulate but there isn't going to be just like one specific process that every single person who needs to forgive can always follow in order to just get to the end and forgive the person it doesn't work like that and often that's what's so annoying about forgiveness is that the answer for you around some things when it comes to forgive is never going to be exactly the same for the next person. And that's one of the reasons that it's so important to really have someone that you can work this out with in counseling or in coaching. Of course, the Holy Spirit is our greatest helper. But as we think about just locking arms with other people, being accountable, being in community, as you talk things out with people, as you seek out help around this topic, that person is going to be able to help expose things that can help you on your specific journey. It's one of the reasons that like even for coaching, we can only think about the types of questions that we want to ask ahead of time but we can't necessarily like plan the specific questions for a coaching session because we don't know one how the spirit is going to lead and like what your specific experience has been and so we have to wait for the information in order to know how to move with the next step so I know (laughs) that it can that it being complicated can just oftentimes feel just so discouraging and and it can be Uh, just such a rough road and can oftentimes feel like a lonely road. So let's just acknowledge that this journey is complicated, It's not going to be a straight line to your destination. And let's just learn how to embrace that. (laughs) Because it's just a fact about forgiveness, that it is what it is. Okay. Now, let's get into one of the quotes from the Um, from the chapter. And this one is found on page 29 of chapter three. And it says, unresolved pain triggers unrestrained chaos. And she makes this statement after talking about being triggered and how she went into sort of this fit of rage and Ended up that the delivery girl was standing at the door and saw it all. And there was like this really awkward moment. But it was an unresolved pain trigger that led to, um, sorry, unresolved pain triggers unrestrained chaos. Like she needed to continue to deal with the thing Um, so that it didn't result in this level of chaos that she was experiencing. And then she goes through and she gives some different examples of what Triggers of that unresolved pain can look like and how, how we can deal with those triggers rather like what it can look like to deal with these triggers from unresolved pain. Uh, she resorted to screaming and yelling and and slamming things. Um, but she also mentioned that, you know, sometimes your triggers may not play out as much externally. They may also play out internally um maybe she says your hurt ha- hasn't hooked you with chaotic emotions maybe it plays out through numbing escapes like porn or pills or pretending to be perfect or playing games with people um for and it made me think about just like what my response to pain can be and sometimes my response can be that i just delay Dealing with it, <laughs> that I just put it on the back burner, that I find everything else that needs to be done as opposed to just taking the time to sit And be with my emotions and journal them out and see what the Lord says. Like, it's such a thing. It feels like such an event. So that can be me. I can just be like, you know what? I'm going to get to it. And then there eventually comes a time when it's like, okay, I know that I need to really sit with the Lord on this. And I haven't. I haven't allowed my heart to be exposed before the Lord on this. I really need to, you know, have some alone time with the Lord And deal with this, but I think that um, her statement is just so powerful, unresolved pain triggers unrestrained chaos, and you don't want to be that person. In a really chaotic moment or having that fit of rage or going over the edge. Somebody says something small and you snapping off on them because you have unresolved pain because you have things that you're not dealing with and is leading to your um Responses not being war- warranted based on what happened. It's like, okay, she made that a very big deal, <laughs> you know, when everybody's kind of looking around like, uh, what just happened? And so, all the more reason that we should want to be diligent and really. Dealing with our pain and getting to the root of it and doing the work. Because again, the effect of not dealing with it can truly be chaotic and you can end up inflicting pain on other people because you're unhealed. Kind of like they say, hurt people hurt people. That whole thing, right? Another statement. Statement that I wanted to highlight from this chapter specifically uh, is found on page 30. um, And it says, once pain has been inflicted, it's impossible to remain unaffected. And I thought, man, that is so good. Once pain has been inflicted, it's impossible to remain unaffected. It's impossible. And this, you know, feels so unfair <laughs> because nine times out of 10, we aren't the ones inflicting the pain on ourselves, right? Sometimes we are, sometimes we do it to ourselves, but nevertheless, whether it's you or someone else causing it, it's go- you're going to be affected by it. And so one of the things that I wrote down in response to this was the only way that you would not feel pain that's been inflicted is if you're numb. And that took me back to the example of an imagery of um, going into the doctor's office or going into the dentist's office and they have to numb you to do the work that needs to be done. It's so you don't feel the pain, but that's not possible emotionally. You can't numb out while you try to do the work. (laughs) You have the only way to, to it is through it. Like you have to be willing to go through the process. You have to be willing to endure the journey. You have to be willing to acknowledge and deal with the pain in order for the work to be done. And I just thought that was so good, (laughs) y'all, because I'm like, wow, like, yeah, the only way you don't feel pain is if you numb, you know, or something's off. Like or even when you think about like being in an accident of some sort and you may have seen um, uh, scenes in movies where like they'll use a little instrument and they'll like put it along their leg or along their hand or along their arm and they'll ask them like, can you feel this? And if the person says they can't feel it, they're like, it's like, oh, we got a problem. They can't feel this. They can't feel the touch. They can't feel the pain. They can't feel the pressure. Or um, if you're hurting somewhere and someone starts to apply pressure And it's like, can you feel that? How does it feel? And you're like, oh, yep, it hurts right there. Like you you have to be able to feel it in order to respond to it so it can be dealt with. I hope that makes sense. So I just loved um, that statement from page 30. And then there were two scriptures um, that I wanted to uh, point out in today's episode that came to mind as we explored these topics and I have my Bible here The first one is in Proverbs 4 Verse 23 And it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's a New Living Translation. And when I read this verse, I was reminded of a dear friend of mine, Daisha Carter. And uh, you're actually going to be hearing from her soon uh, here on the podcast. She is um, a coach that works specifically with widows and helping them to to grieve um, in healthy ways and with Christ at the center of that process. And she talked about how um, we were having a conversation and she talked about how when the Bible tells you to guard your heart, that also means doing the work. (laughs) And part of like why that's important is because, It determines the course of your life. So it's not just what we keep out of our hearts, because I think that's one of the ways that we can typically look at the scripture, but it's also like, hey, you've got to be willing to continue to do the work for your heart to be soft. You got to guard this heart because it determines the course of your life. So if it isn't soft, is it? if it isn't malleable, if God can't get in there and do some work on that thing because it's rock solid and can't be penetrated, that's going to also determine the course of your life. So even consider here how scripture instructs us. And you got to take care of your heart. You got to guard that thing. You got to keep it open, right? So that's one scripture. And then the second one is found in um, Ezekiel 36. And I'm actually reading slash listening through this book. I've never went through it in its entirety. And boy, There's some stories I tell you (laughs) in this book. So Ezekiel 36 and it's verses uh, 26 through 27. Um, And it says, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And so the last scripture was more so giving us instruction This scripture, I think, gives us encouragement and hope that God can give us a new heart, that he can remove that stony, stubborn heart, and he can give you a tender and responsive heart. You're not too far removed. It's not too late. You're not beyond repair. No matter how long you struggle with the same thing, no matter how numb you feel like you've allowed yourself to get, like, if there's breath in your lungs, sis, if there's breath in your lungs, bro, there is still time for the Lord to do heart surgery on you and for you to come out with a brand new heart that is responsive that is beating with life that has joy again that can hope again that can actually like enjoy this process and get to the other side there is hope for newness on the other side of this And then the last thing that I wanted to point out before we wrap up this chapter is found in pay, on page 32. And she says, what we look for is what we will see. What we see determines our perspective and our perspective becomes our reality. What we look for is what we will see. What we see determines our perspective and our perspective becomes our reality. So as I thought about this and just the, the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not even necessarily the process, but just like the order that this goes in. First is what are you looking for, right? Because that's what you're going (laughs) to find. The Bible tells us, seek and we may find as it talks about like seeking the Lord what you're looking for. Are you looking for a reason not to forgive them? Are you looking for a reason that they don't deserve it? Are you looking for a reason to not be able to move forward because that's what you're going to see? Or if you are looking for how God used this situation for good, you're going to see that. If you're looking for how this has made you stronger, you're going to see that if it's looking for how it shifted your perspective for the better you're going to see that if you're looking for how it's helped you to be healthier in relationships you're going to see that if it's if you're looking for how it's taking you deeper in your relationship with God you're going to see that and what you see is going to determine your perspective so if you're looking for all of the negative things you're going to see this negatively if you're looking for all of the positive things then you're going to see this situation with a positive spin on it does that mean that everything about it has been great no but everything about it doesn't have to be great for it to end up being a positive depending on how you want it to allow it to continue to impact your life and then that perspective is what's going to become reality I tell people all the time when I talk to them about my divorce is it something that I would have chosen for myself no did it absolutely suck yes yes What I want to go through it again, not necessarily, but do I recommend, do I know that like, I would not have been able to get to certain levels in my relationship with God or not even not be able to, cause like, I can't say that, you know, I'm sure God would have still taken me deeper. But what I will say is like, the result, like being in the valley and the intimacy that I was able to experience because of this situation, I'm forever grateful for. And that sounds so weird, right? Because it was the one of the worst seasons of my life, not even just the divorce, but I was being stripped of so much during that time. But <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, I am grateful to God for that valley season because what it produced in me cannot be taken away from me. What it produced in me locked me in, in my relationship with God. What it produced in me fortified me in my faith and nobody can take that away from me. Now, I could continue to choose to focus on everything else and the L's that I took, the losses that I took through this season, but it's like, for what? (laughs) Because if I truly start to look at this through kingdom perspective, the things that I gained have eternal value and that'll never be taken away from me. Everything else can fade, but the things that I truly gained that are not just about tangibles those things are going to last me through eternity. Like, I got kingdom currency, <laughs> okay? Because of this situation. Can't nobody take that away from me, right? Except the Lord Himself. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly I just loved that spill so much because I'm like that's true like you get to choose what it is that you want to focus on that is something that's in your control so how will you choose to use that power how will you con- how will you choose to use the level of control that you do have what will you choose to control that's within your power right you can't always control your emotions. You can't always control other people. What you can control is your response. So what will you choose to do with that? Hey, girl, hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, sis, chances are there are other women just like you who would enjoy it too but they won't know about it unless we actually tell them, okay? So if you don't mind helping me spread the word, will you take 30 seconds to leave a review of the show and then screenshot this episode and share it with your friends wherever you like to hang out? It really would mean so much to me. All right, go and review those journal notes. I'll meet you back here next week for another session.